and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. Hey, take your seats. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope you're having an amazing start to, to a, uh, the hottest Christmas in 12 years, they tell me. So... Uh, Look for some water, look for some aircon. You know, I, uh, I've been singing uh, Silent Night for uh, some 43 years now. And uh, I, I discovered this week, it was written by a guy uh, by the name of Franz Gruber in about in 1800 and something. A good German uh, with, a, with a, a name that sounds like he's off one of the Die Hard movies. One of the bad guys off the Die Hard movie. Anyway, uh, Bing Crosby sung that song in, I think, in the 30s. And it is the third most highest selling single of all time. 30 million copies were sold uh, of, this, um, of this song. And uh, you know, the second most is uh, Elton John's um, Diana, Princess Diana tribute, just in case you're wondering. Uh, and the number one is White Christmas by Bing Crosby as well. So the man's done it right, let's face it. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. You know, my wife and I had a baby seven weeks ago, and uh, Silent Night didn't describe our experience. Um, it certainly wasn't silent, and it certainly didn't feel holy. Uh, certainly wasn't calm. And if I had called Kristen round, uh, we can forget sleep or heavenly peace as well. It's interesting, isn't it? You know, I think sometimes we, we create this image of, you know, you can just imagine Joseph, you know, sitting beside Mary who, who had a complete, silent, beautiful experience with no pain and nothing, and uh, Joseph singing it as well with my soul on the side there. You know, I can imagine, you know, after what I experienced seven weeks ago, uh, something slightly different. And, uh, uh, you know, I think, I think we, get, we get caught in this, in romanticising... Um, Christmas, don't we? And I, you know, I want to encourage you that, you know, really, Christmas is a celebration of God's vision to have relationship with you and me. Hey, we, you know, we we'd like to we like to create pictures around around the story and what happened, and you know, whether it was a stable or whether it was a cave, or you know, with all those people arrived on the same day, or whether you know, we 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 create this scenario in our minds so that we can create a nativity scene that fits, you know, all in one day sort of celebration. And and but you know, God is He's got this amazing vision to be in relationship with you and I, and you know, and Christ, you know, being born. Uh, and us celebrating his birth is 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 what it's all about. You know, I was I, I was here last night and I and I got home about eight eight p.m. and our little daughter Arabella is is uh, she goes to bed at six thirty and uh, I get home at eight p.m. and she's still awake and uh, 
And I walk up the stairs and I can hear her singing happy birthday to herself because we said it's Christmas tomorrow, but after church you can have a present. So she's thinking Christmas lasts until church and then after church it's her birthday. So, uh, so she's singing happy birthday to herself at 8pm and she's, anyway, she's, she's looking forward to get home to her birthday celebration. <laughs> hey, God broke into the world by doing something impossible with the greatest gift that he could give humanity, which was his son. What an amazing God we have. Prophet Isaiah spoke about the Saviour to come. He said, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And he goes on in chapter 9 and says, and he will also be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And in Isaiah 11, he goes on, he says, the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy and with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. Wow, what a, what a gift that Jesus is to each of us. What a gift he is to humanity. And you know, everything that God does is full of purpose it's full of example and it's full of wisdom. And I, I think as we, you know, as we celebrate today, we, it's, it's, it's great for us to remember the, the, the life of the God that we serve. The greatest gift and no more significant a thing happened was his son being born on earth as a man. You know, we know that after about 33 or 33 and a half years, you know, Jesus went uh, to the cross and died and rose again. And you know, that's, a, that's, that's a celebration for, a, for a, another day. You know, we'll take communion at the end of this service you know, because when we gather, we want to we continually remember his great sacrifice. But that, that story is for another day. But today is a celebration of Jesus' life. So what about his life? What was significant? Why did he come? Jesus said to us, I came so that I could testify to the truth, the truth about who you are, the truth about who he is, and how to live a life of relationship with him on earth and with each other. What an amazing gift to restore us, to be an example of our original purpose. You see, when God looked at his creation, he said that it was good, and he wanted us to live and to love and to create with him and with each other. But then something happened. We ate a piece of bad fruit. I don't know about you, but I've had salmonella poisoning and uh, it wasn't pretty. But this fruit that Adam and Eve ate, it was obviously even worse again, wasn't it? Because it disrupted not only their lives, but all of humanity from then on. Hey, they, got, they got disrupted. They got caught. They're, all of a sudden, they, they, you know, they, were, they were looking at themselves. They were looking for control. They got kicked out of the garden all because they decided to eat some fruit based on someone's lie. You know, we lost relationship with God that day. But aren't you thankful that God's vision for us didn't change? Aren't you thankful that God's vision for humanity is bigger than our ability to maintain it well? The thing that he's called, called you to do is bigger than your ability to, to manage it perfectly. He's got so much grace that you can fail one day and guess what? Wake up next day and there's new mercy that day to start again, to start afresh. Psalms 115 says, The heavens, oh, the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. See, the difference between Eden and life after Eden is not the job God gave us. 
mankind still has to look after the earth. The difference is we lost our inspiration. The difference is we lost our connection with God. We stopped looking at his capacity and started looking at our capacity. We stopped walking a story with God and asked God to solve our story every day. But he's saying, if you want, if you, if you, will, if you will celebrate my story, if as at Christmas Day, if you will acknowledge my story, I honor all of you today for coming out on, on, on Christmas Day and giving God the glory first. What an honourable thing to do in a society that is not driven by um, glorifying God. It's driven by ourselves. So I honour you today for taking a moment, for raising your children in a way that they get to see that God is glorified before ourselves. So we made a bit of a mess. What is, so what does God do? What does God do after we make a mess? God does whatever it takes for his word to not return to him void. The Bible says his word won't return to him void, so God does whatever it takes for that to happen. And whatever it takes in this case is for him to send his son to be born as a a man and to bless all of humanity from that point on. He humbled himself. He made himself of no reputation and came down to earth. Who says God's not down to earth? You can use that, dads. God shows us the model for restoration. He shows us, shows us the model for vision, for destiny. He shows us he shows it in, in, in Jesus' life because he had no illusion of control. Jesus just did what he saw his father doing. He came full of purpose. He came full of hope. And he came to release mercy and grace and love everywhere he went. What was God doing? He was forgiving people. He was loving people. He was being compassionate. He was having mercy on people. This is what he was doing. This is what God was doing. So that's what Jesus did. He had mercy on people. He paved a way for generations ahead to live free. Wow. See, we spend time trying to gain control of our circumstances instead of asking God what he's up to in the midst of everyone's circumstances. Our question is, Lord, not, when we wake up in the morning, is, Lord, not help me survive this day. It's, Lord, what are you up to today? Not how can I get ahead, Lord? How can I get into your story? It's an, it's an interesting shift, isn't it? Look at Jesus' circumstance. Born in the stable. He's on the run from Herod. Starts his, journey, his ministry of compassion, love and education. And he's rejected by the exact bunch of people that he's trying to give love and mercy and compassion to. So what does he do? What does Jesus do in the face of rejection? In the ultimate face of rejection on the cross, what does he do? He says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. They don't even understand what they're missing out on. Jesus calls himself the Son of Man while he's on earth. He calls himself that because he wants us to know that we can live a life the same way he lived. He didn't want us to know that he was here as the son of God. He wanted us to realize that he was here like we're here. He, we're here as humans, but we can walk in the authority of the king of all kings. In Psalms, we read that he has given earth to the sons of man. And if Jesus is the son of man, he shows us an example of what God is asking us to do and what he was asking us to do way back in the beginning. So today, we not only celebrate the birth of Jesus, but the way he lived. I love this scripture in Romans 5, 19. It says this, For as by one man's disobedient, many were made sinners. Also, 
by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous, be made free, be made whole, have their vision restored, have their hope established. What a gift today is. We're here. Isn't it interesting that, that on Christmas Day, on Christ's birthday, we give gifts to each other, which is it's, it's so like Jesus, isn't it? His birth is a gift to everybody. So what does he do on Christmas Day? For some reason, we came up with the idea of giving gifts to others. You know, it's so resonant of Jesus. It's Jesus saying, I don't want anything from you. All I have is everything to give you. What an amazing God we serve. So Christmas, it's a celebration of God's vision to restore relationship with you. It's about the creator of the universe who's not actually part of the universe himself, moving himself in the person of his son into his own creation so that we can be restored in relationship with him. Wow. Can you believe it? Can you believe the extent that God will go to to restore relationship with us? Wow. The greatest gift of all time, Jesus Christ. So no matter what we do today, with family or with friends or by yourself or however you celebrate, no matter what we do, we're celebrating the coming of God into the world to restore relationship with us. What a privilege it is to sit back and just to acknowledge God's goodness, to acknowledge God's generosity and to say, Lord, how can we get into your story? How can we be part of this hope that you're spreading throughout the world? Do you know, to transition from the glorified Son of God to the crucified Son of Man is really the ultimate act of humility, isn't it? What an amazing thing that he did. What an amazing gift that he gave us. And Jesus said, those who humble themselves will be exalted. And his life truly showed the way. You see, when Jesus laid his life down, and was risen on the third day, he was exalted, he was glorified, he was set in his rightful place at the right hand of God. I love Matthew 27, 54, talks about uh, after the earthquake, you know, and there's a centurion and sees all these things happen. And when the centurion and others watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Who is this man? Who is this saviour who was born as a child? Truly, he is the son of God. Who is this child that draws the wise from, from, from the far east to travel and follow a star and to give very generous gifts. Who was it that, that shepherds in the fields would, 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 uh, would, would turn, their worlds were turned upside down by the visions of angels and, and, and following to go and worship the king? Who was this child that caused the king to go and look for him to, to wipe him out before he became a threat? Truly, this is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Let's acknowledge him today. In our celebration, let's acknowledge him. In our interactions, let's acknowledge him. You know, as we take communion, you know, let's acknowledge him. Let's acknowledge the fact that even as a child, he, he was turning the world upside down. Even as an infant, you know, in a, in, a, in a stable, he was turning the world upside down. 
I encourage you to allow him to turn your world upside down, to turn your thinking upside down, to turn your capacity upside down and, 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 and walk a life that doesn't lean so much on your strength but on his strength. One doesn't lean on your survival but on his amazing adventure. Wasn't the band jump up? You see, this God that we serve sent his son and he always was. He is now and he always will be. What we understand today is that, that a couple of thousand years ago, God started a rescue plan and the plan hasn't changed. The difference now is that he's called us to be part of that plan. He's called us to bring hope. He's called us to, to sow seeds of life and encouragement. He's called us to, to invite people to know him. He's called us to explain the hope that is in us. There is hope in you. There is hope in you, church. There is hope in you today. There is hope in you. And, and your greatest challenge is to explain the hope that's in you. Explain the joy that's in you. Explain the, the, the fruit that's coming out of you. Why don't you just stand with me this morning? You know, we've got communion tables. We've got four. We've got two at the back and two at the front. And as we sing this last song, this is what I'd love us to do. I'd love us to, to, to get some communion. Grab, it, grab some, of the, some, some of the bread and take a cup. And what I'd like you to do is I'd love you to just go up to someone you haven't met and swap your cup with someone. Swap your cup with someone. And as you swap it, say, all glory belongs to him today. All glory belongs to him today. You see, it's not something that we'll just naturally say on, when, we're, when we're hanging out on Christmas Day, but I, wa- I want those words to come out of our mouths. It's one thing for me to say it up here, but it's such an amazing thing for you to go to someone, hand them a cup, take theirs and say, all glory belongs to him today. Let me pray for you. Father, we just thank you for your throne of grace. We thank you for today that we get to celebrate you creating a way creating an opportunity for us, for us to be restored in relationship with you, for our hope to be established in you, for us to walk in your grace and in your truth and in your hope. And today, before we do anything else, before we open a present, before we open the fridge, before we do anything, Lord, we want to give you all the glory and all the praise on this day that we celebrate your birth where heaven came down to earth. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Merry Christmas, everyone.